You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Don Reckla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm like giddy, like... This is, I'm so excited to share this man with you. We we have had the amazing blessing of being in his presence and listening to him speak and just feeling God move through him um, at Christ Church of the Valley, the, the church that you all know that, that we're very vocal about um, attending. And then and, and when we came out of the closet saying the reckless go to church, it was, you know, kind of a thing for us. But we um, we love it. And part of the reason we love it is because it attracts people like Dave Stone to teach and to share God's word and the wisdom and the the years of experience and, and just what I love about Dave mostly, and I'll get into kind of his bona fides here in just a second, but what I truly appreciate is just the spiritual maturity that he carries and just to be able to relax into it. You, you know, when you're listening to a speaker or a teacher and it's like your mind doesn't have to activate or like, like wondering if they're going to like fumble or if they're going to say something you don't agree with, or if you have to be on hyper alert or hyper discernment, it's like, you don't really want to relax into them because you're not really sure where they stand. Well, with Dave, you know where he stands. Like none of that happens. It doesn't get activated because you just can relax in what, what you see is what you get. And he knows what he's talking about and he walks his talk and there's nothing about his countenance that would suggest otherwise. And so it creates this really beautiful exchange where you can just receive the information that you're designed to receive and, and you, you don't have to work that hard at it, right? Should it, should it at all be that way? And so, so for 30 years, Dave preached at Southeast Christian Church in Louisville, Kentucky. And what's so impressive is during the last 13, as the senior pastor, he was able to grow that attendance from one campus to seven, from 17,000 to 27,000. I mean, you all know, you all know this game, right? It's a numbers game. It's an influence game. And as many people as we can touch with the light of God and the divine, right? That's that's what we're here for. That's what we're all doing. And so, I, I mean, he's authored eight books. Like, like totally, he's in it, folks. This is his his life. He he walks, talks, breathes, and sleeps it. Um, and it's obvious. So I, I I've invited him on the show today to talk about a concept that so many of you ask us about. So many of you are struggling with. How do you live this work? How do you be devoted to this? and not supersede and become this like egotistical, maniacal kind of crazy person because you think you know everything, right? It's one thing to say, of course, we have access to all knowingness through God, but that's a very different statement than saying, I know everything, right? And so how do we walk that really delicate balance? And so I've asked him to come on the show today to talk about living by Christ's design. Um, So without further ado, please, please, please join me in welcoming Dave to the show. Dave, I can't thank you enough for coming on a crazy kind of superpower show. So thank you. Well, you sure were kind with all of those remarks that you made. I'm really interested in hearing what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You're on the hook. We are interested in hearing what you have to say. <laughs> oh, well, it's it's an honor and, uh, and thank you for having me on. Uh, well, you are more than welcome. And again, we're delighted. So so we're going to dive right in and, and ask you our quintessential question here. What are your superpowers? Oh, I, I knew that question was coming, and uh, it, it's an unusual question, but I certainly understand from where it comes. I think my, my, my superpower would, would be uh, pouring into people. Uh, I don't know that I can uh, narrow it down a lot. People passion. Um, I work 
remembering names. If you talk to people, probably say, oh, his, his gift or, or power is encouraging people by, by learning their names. That's something important to me. And uh, I'm trying my to to live the axiom that we in the Bible that says honor others above self. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. You know, it was interesting because um, Ashley was talking about that um, this past weekend around the um, concept of what does it look like to kind of be as Jesus was. And, and I think a lot of times people consider the the Christ led way to be very meek and very passive and very self-deprecating on some level. For some reason, that's how it gets translated. And so I love that you spoke to this idea of, of, of that that's actually not it at all. And, and it's, a, it's a really delicate balance of kind of being that in the world, which I believe is the directive that we were given, and yet recognizing that ultimately you're, as a person, you know, in our personhood are fairly insignificant. Um, that, that's a, that's a really fine line to walk. How do you reconcile that? Well, I think most people tend to mean one of two extremes. Uh, either they feel like they uh, are worthless and they have very little value that they can uh, bring or else that they are God's gift to the world. And when they walk in the room, everybody should bow down and, and, and treat them with respect. And the biblical uh, view of understanding uh, how we've been designed and created in the image of God is to realize that we have our weaknesses, we have strengths, and we're all on this journey of trying to uh, allow the Spirit of God to uh, to mature, to change us, to help us become the person that God wants us to be. Um, there's one of the simplest acronyms that I ever uh, her probably over 35 years is just this acronym of, you know, you, you put on the side word and you write downhill S H A P E. And uh, I like to go back to Job or Jeremiah because both of them talk about in the old, how your hands shaped me, you, you made me. And uh, the, all you do is a simple teaching on, on what each of those stand for. S stand for spiritual gifts. God has gifted each and every one of us uh, with with different gifts. That each is in, is for heart. Uh, you have a heart. You have a passion. Something is something that makes you sing. It's something that gets you up in the morning. Uh, the A is for abilities. You know, God's given each one of us natural abilities. They're innate. They're we didn't have any say in them. You know, maybe some. Maybe they're a, a great athlete. They have, you know, super hand-eye coordination, or they're they're good with gardening, whatever it might be. But it's some natural ability that that they had little say in, but they've got it. And the P comes back to your personality, personality and temperament. And uh, we tend to think that, uh, you know, well, if I had that personality, or if I could be like this person, everything would be different. No. God, God gave you that personality for, for a reason. And then the E stands for experiences. And by that, I mean everything that you've gone through, your vocational experiences, your relational experiences, uh, the good and, and bad, your, your spiritual life experiences that you've gone through. All of those things help to shape who it is that you are. 
And the problem that most people have is I think we end up trying to be somebody else. And yet you're the only person who can be you and get it right, you know? And uh, so that's what we want to do is we want to say, how can I use the way God has made me uh, to his glory? I can make a difference in this world. Mm-hmm. I love that. We're going to take a quick break, folks. So when we come back, I'm, Dave, I'm going to hit you up with the hard stuff because I think that in a lot of the Christian interpretation, I'm not even going to say the doctrine, but in the interpretation of the material, there we there seems to be this kind of um, abdication component that comes in because the discussion between the idea that we are saved with doing nothing and yet we're never good enough and then to reconcile that, or let me reframe that, we, we don't deserve it, quote unquote, right? We're saved even before being de- deserving of it, somehow meshes then with the follow-on directives of being as Christ was in the world. And so, so we're going to hit that, folks, when we come back after this break. So you're not going to want to miss it. Before we cut to break, Dave, where can we send people to find out more about you? Yeah, you know, m- most all my sermons from at least the last uh seven years on the southeastchristian.org website and you can just go to sermons and you can you can look and find a lot of that I've, I've i've given in in recent years on that website beautiful you can also hear a lot of his messages at the ccv.church site as well because he's featured there so many times go to their messages also so Stick with us. We're going to be right back, folks. We're talking with Dave Stone today about living by Christ's design. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, Remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast Network. This is Disrupt Reality with Tonya Don Reckland. Today, I'm talking with Dave Stone about living by Christ's design. And before the break, um, I outright stated, I was going to say alluded, but I was like, no, that's not even honest. I outright stated that we're going to come back <laughs> and talk about how do we reconcile within ourselves this seemingly juxtaposed position of us being inherent sinners and unworthy on some level, undeserving of grace and and what we're gifted and having to do nothing for it, right? For salvation. And yet, like, how do we transition out of that into this idea of, um, walking the world as a tool or as an aspect of the divine without going into ego, but also not staying in this like constant kind of idea of I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of laughing internally cause it's kind of like, you know, teaching, um, you know, kids about the purity of sex before, you know, and not, and waiting until marriage. But then it's like, at what point do you start talking to them about sex and just like expect that they know, 
what's going to happen in a marriage, right? Like, like there has to be some mm-hmm. sort of a transition from, you know, we're the recipients, we're the children in the situation, we receive this beautiful gift, but then we have work to do. And we can't do that work if we're constantly relaxing into this, like, oh, gosh, golly, I'm a sinner, and I'm not worthy. Like, there has to be a natural transition there in this kind of I don't know, maybe I'm making it up. Maybe there doesn't have to be, but at least that was a big part of my journey. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, that's great. It's a great question. It's a great thought that I think we all wrestle with at different times. And, and you, you remind me, there's a passage in the, the Apostle Paul talks about in Ephesians in the second chapter. He talks about how it, it's by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this isn't from yourselves. It's the gift of God. And so, yes, there's that part that's, Okay, we don't we don't have to do anything. It's it's we're saved by God's grace. We have to present ourselves as a candidate, and we have to we have to put our trust wholeheartedly in Him. But there's that somebody described it by saying uh, we don't have to do anything, but we have to give everything. In other words, we we make ourselves available. Mm. One of the one of the coolest ways I can. I can understand it is the simple fact that that's what makes Christianity so different than uh, a variety of world world religions is because in some ways it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for <laughs> a perfect God to allow his son to, to die a, a death on our behalf. You know, people would say, well, that's gruesome. You know, that makes no no sense at all. And and yet it's the height of unconditional love. You know, if you want to get it, if you want to get at me, then then take a shot at, at one of my my daughters or at my son you know and and for god the father to wa- watch god the son uh, give his life uh reminds us that yeah there's you can't one up that right i mean so that's as high as you can get on the unconditional love meter and and that's why jesus says you know uh greater love has no one than this and to lay down their life you know for for a friend the other thing that, that comes to mind is that I think a lot of times within church world, we we put people on guilt trips. I'm, I'm speaking as a as a, a pastor, and a person is who's up front, and lots of think um, pastors and Christian leaders and and folks in ministry will will overstep their bounds and they'll guilt trip people into serving or guilt trip people into giving and. My philosophy has always been, you know, I'm going to lay out the need. And when I need out, a person realize that they've been created in the image of God, that they have gifts that they can use for the Lord, then they're going to want to use those. But they don't want to do it, uh, Tonya, they don't want to do it out of, out of duty. Now, they will do it out of, out of appreciation, out of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where lots of times we, we miss the boat because we think, oh, I've got to earn my way. You know, I've, I've got to earn my way. And we think it's do, do, do. I've got to do this and do that. And Christianity is not so much about doing as, it much, as much as it is about being and understanding that, you know, God has, has, has paid the price for you. Now, out of appreciation and love for what he's done, you, you want to serve. And so you choose to go to a house of worship. You choose to get in God's word. You choose to talk with him on a regular basis. Why? Because you want to build that relationship with him. And that's the motivation rather than a have to. I've, 
I have to do this. Instead, it's I get to do this. It's a beautiful distinction. Although, Dave, I'm, I'm going to warn you, I may be really tempted to quote you in saying that the difference between Christianity and other world religions is that it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, I, I heard you laughing. No, nope, it's on recording. It's there. I, I, kept, it's I kept my focus. <laughs> And and I would I would say it again and and, and I'll I'll double down on it and here's and here's and here's why because I I don't des- I don't deserve that type of love and I I'm I'm not worthy of that and you know I think people have a tendency to put Christian leaders on a on a pedestal I remember back years ago when I was a kid and Jim Baker had his kind of fall from grace with the uh, PTL scandal. You're too young to know about this, Tonya, but, um, <laughs> but someone was interviewed. One of his uh, supporters was interviewed afterwards. And this is what they said. They said, perhaps if we had not put him on a pedestal so high, he would not have mm. had so far to have fallen. Mm. And I think we have to be careful that uh, those who are trying to guide us spiritually, uh, we need to see that they are men and women with feet of clay and they are imperfect and they will make mistakes as you alluded to earlier. But, um, you know, we we want people to be looking to the Lord rather than to the leader. Well, yes. And I, the, where people I think tend to get caught up in this is, and I had somebody not so gently within our organization early on say the words to me. And they said, listen, nobody's going to follow you if they think it's miserable. And so there is a component of speaking to the benefits, right? Speaking to it. You and I were kind of joking beforehand. I said, you know, yeah, resistance used to be futile. Now it's just downright painful, right? Because when you can see the alternative, when you follow God's path, when you even open up to that at all, like you, you see the juxtaposition and it's like, it's not a matter of, are you willing to give up everything? It's like at a certain point you have no choice because you, as you continue on this journey, at some point you have to come face to face with the fact that if you're not, then you're just being stubborn. Like there's really a point of no return where the, you know, we call it just being lazy in our house, right? We, 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 um, we study businesses, we study philosophies and how people look at things. We, we homeschool. So, you know, our 10 year old is well versed in this stuff. And it's like, you know, when you, when you just kind of throw stuff out there without regard for the consequences that it's lazy and, and our organization is committed to not engaging in lazy marketing tactics. Right. Um, you know, for those of you entrepreneurs out there to, to have like a, to 10% open rate on your emails is not acceptable. It means that you're not saying the right things to the right people in the right way. Like you have a responsibility to do that. Now let's look at that as a leader, um, whether it's a lay leader, whether it's a, a, a church leader, like it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, we're obligated to say, no, no, it's worth it, right? Well, how can it be worth it if we continue to sink into this notion of, we're not worthy and we're sinners. And it's like, yeah, 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 we get that. We are that for sure. That's the personhood. Yet we are called to be as Christ was, right? The whole greater things in these you you also shall do. Well, we can't do those if we're constantly reminding ourselves of how horrible we are. And unfortunately, that's how the ego receives it, right? Because it's a direct hit to the ego. I love listening to people listen to the song like more of you and less less of me, right? And you can tell where people are at in their growth because the immediate ego response is like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 what about me? 
what about me? Like, I'm the one doing the work. I'm the one here. I'm the one whose face and name are on that. And there is this, like, when you flip to the other side, you can see it clearly. But I contend that prior to that threshold, it makes literally no sense to your point. It, it's, it's illogical. And so yeah. how do you be and know yourself as everything and all things and having access to that as an aspect of the divine as God's child and yet walk this world in a very fallible meat suit? Yeah, it, it, that that's a challenge. Right. And, and we and I think we have to talk about that candidly because we've got some very, very confused pastors, spiritual leaders, lay leaders who are trying to do the right thing. And yet every time it's like, it's like I told you, like, are we Christian enough? Are we woo woo enough? Are we spiritual enough? Are we, you know, who are we offending today? And it's like, how do you walk that line and say, look, I get it, but it is possible to hold all of those contradictions and still walk God's path. I I totally agree with you because there's, there's that fine line. And Billy Graham used to say, when I look at myself, I think, Oh, what, what a terrible sinner. When I look at the Lord, I think, oh, what a great Savior. And he always had that balance of, listen, I, I, I recognize and realize the difference that the Lord has made in my life. But if we spend all of our time talking about, oh, what a terrible sinner I am, then we've missed the point of, of what Christianity is all about. Because Christianity is about the the transformation, the life change that can take place when a person really gets on fire and, and sold out. So when you're talking on your broadcasts or podcasts to uh, entrepreneurs and being totally sold out to uh, to getting a product launched or a podcast begun, whatever it might be, or uh, a company started, I mean, you've you got to eat, drink, and sleep that. And that's no different than what Christ talks about in, in I think it's Revelation 3, when he, he talks to the church in Laodicea, and he says, hey, he says, you know, I, I, I wish you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, you, you make me sick to my stomach. And, <laughs> and so we have to understand that, okay, he has just as much, he has more respect for the person that doesn't just play at, uh, at faith issues uh, but that, that truly says, you know, I, I'm, I'm not there yet. You know, his, his strongest rebukes all throughout the Bible uh, were with the Pharisees, with the people who were the mm-hmm. religious leaders. And it was because mm-hmm. of the way they, they did things to, you know, it was a selfie society back then. They just didn't have selfie sticks and <laughs> cell phones. You know? But these dudes were all impressed with how they look spiritual and, their robes and how uh, how religious they were, and and here's the son of God saying, you know, that's not the people that you want to imitate. And so, if if you are a, a leader in your church or uh, you see yourself as is helping people grow spiritually, uh, please understand you you will never lead them anywhere if you are pursuing pride over humility. Uh, God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And when you choose to advance your own agenda rather than his, you are placing yourself in opposition to the God of the universe. And there is that magical moment, though, that when, you know, they talked about it at one point in church, and I was really appreciative because I've had the experience many times when we get called in to do the really uncomfortable stuff, to 
hold solidly to a position, um, not out of ego, not out of defense, but out of absolute truth and to raise that mirror so others can see what the consequences are of the choices that they are making. That is a very, very heady place to find yourself in if you are not prepared. If you are, if you haven't given up everything, every, I'm, I'm going to just start crying. If you haven't given up every ounce of every cell of your body, when those moments hit, it, it destroys you. And so the, I know some of you are feeling that pain and I know you're standing on that threshold and you're, you're wondering, is it safe to give all this up? And all I can tell you is what is not safe is to stand on that threshold. Just what mm -hmm. Dave was saying, you stand on that razor's edge and you will die there. That is exactly what has to happen because either, I mean, I either give it all up or, or give it all in. But when you stand there and you camp out there, you destroy yourself and others around you because it, you just, you can hold it for a while, but your invitation is to cross over. And when you do, it's the squeezing through the eye of the needle, right? It's the idea of you can't take anything with you. That's not death, folks. That's the death of the ego. That's living this, breathing this, walking the world in this is everything goes away that you thought you knew and everything that's real comes to you. It, it's, it's everything that you're looking for, everything that you want lies on the other side of that commitment, but you are not getting it without that commitment because it is super dangerous, right? When, when, when the very clear directive came to us to teach people superpowers, it was like, okay, yeah, 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 whatever. We've been playing with this stuff forever. Not a big deal. Happy to teach people. Well, God's pretty smart because what he didn't say in that moment before I agreed was, oh, guess what? You're going to have to teach all of this stuff first. Because if you don't have that foundational piece there, and if you haven't totally 100% committed to doing good in the world, to being completely of service, those abilities, those gifts will destroy you. And I'm talking to the healers and the practitioners and everybody playing with modalities and, and, and the spiritual leaders and those who think that they have you know the, the, the meaning of life and you're peddling it now, whether you had a near-death experience or God came to you, an angel, whatever happened for you. You have to be able to hold it. And the only way you can hold it is to totally give it all up. But that doesn't mean, I mean, I have a beautiful husband, an amazing daughter. We have the most remarkable life that I never could have dreamed of. We have an amazing outreach. Uh, uh, you know, we have influence. We have business. We have success. We have everything came on the other side of that. But we don't need it anymore. And that was the passageway that we had to get through. And um Obviously, I'm very passionate about this because I think it, it, not I think, I know it's destroying people and people's families. And, um, and unfortunately, they're followers, right? Just like what you were speaking to before. If you do this half-assed, folks, you are hurting people um, and, and mostly yourself. Um, so, it, you know, it, I don't, there's no gentle way, I don't think, to have that conversation other than to say that you can get support, you can get help. You can look to others. You can pray. I mean, I mean, the 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 support is, is a promise, right? Um, what you have to do on your own is, is make the choice. Yeah, and and it's such a paradox, and it, we've we've used that word throughout this or that concept throughout our entire time together. And when you see that that paradox, that you in order to gain everything, you have to lose everything. You, you have to give everything up and take that step of faith. And the, the joy comes when you come on the other side of that step of faith and it's freeing 
and the things that you thought were going to be so important to you, they they become less important. Um, I'd, I'd like to say something to the maybe the folks who are, are listening who have had a bad experience and, and maybe in, in some uh, church setting or uh, in, in an introduction to growing spiritually in some way or, or maybe someone who um, wasn't the best example, maybe someone who had ulterior motives or an impure agenda or took advantage of, you know, all these things become baggage that's really tough. And it, be, it, it can, if you're not careful, those things can become a huge obstacle between you and your relationship with God. And as, as Tonya talked about earlier, you know, every one of us is imperfect and we're all going to make mistakes, but please don't let someone or something, some, some church experience that you had 10 or 20 years ago, uh, stand in between you and the Lord, because if, if that's the case and they're closer to the Lord than you are, and, and we don't want that. And mm. uh, I, I'm certainly not trying to trivialize any painful things that uh, that listeners have, have gone through, but I just, you know, bitterness can, can eat a soul up and resentment can, it's like drinking poison and, and waiting for the other person to die. You know, it just... <laughs> It, it just will eat you up mm-hmm. if you're, you're not careful. So instead, mm-hmm. begin to see yourself as a person who can can live by Christ's design, the way God has shaped you. And, uh, you know, God made us all originals, and, and, and he's given you different gifts, and use those gifts for his glory. Mm, beautiful. And, and, and if you want to know a good place to start, if you don't have someone to turn to or you don't have a support mechanism, just start looking into grace. The concept in and of itself, trust the divine to kind of guide you and just, just start. I mean, Google can be your best ally in these, in these moments and just start looking up grace and how do I forgive and just really start opening yourself up and God will speak to you through the internet, believe it or not, it happens, you know, or, or people in your life, or if you're not really an internet person, a book or whatever the, whatever the case may be, it will come to you. Um, Dave, we will start wrapping up, but I would be remiss not to mention the reason why I wanted to have you on this show. Um, and we, we fell in love with you the first time we heard you speak. And then, um, a couple weeks ago, you, you made a very off the cuff remark. I started busting up and I realized the entire congregation was quiet. And if you haven't been to CCV's, uh, they call it the mothership, right? The Peoria campus. Then, um, I don't know that they call that, but, but I've heard it called that. I can't, I can't, shouldn't speak for them and their branding, but, um, you know, and, and I'm the only one laughing <laughs> the whole place is quiet. So I'm not sure it was supposed to be a joke, but it was like, um, but you made an off the cuff remark about, uh, you know, Jesus with the disciples in his final moments and how he was repeating himself. It was the foot washing scenario you were, you were painting for us all and, and how, you know, he wasn't real optimistic that they were going to do what he told them to do because, they really hadn't proven that so far. And I was rolling and I'm like, you know, there's a man who gets it. There's a man who has talked about it and talked about it and made the offer and invited people into a deeper relationship with God and talked about it and talked about it um, and, and kind of knows that feeling. And so, so I, I could really appreciate that. And, and I just, for all of you out there who feel like all you're doing is talking about it and talking about it, it, it does matter. It is planting seeds. You may not always be there mm. for the harvest, but the ones that you are there to harvest is because somebody else planted seeds. Have faith that if that person is sitting in front of you and you feel called to speak with them, there's a reason for it. You may never know the reason, 
but just keep at it. And so it's like, you know, Christ knew what he was doing. And here we are 2000 late years later. So, you know, have some faith in it. And, uh, but, but that I would like to, I want to talk to that man right there. That's who I want to have this conversation with because you, you get it. And I appreciate your willingness to be so forthcoming on this call um, on this show. And, um, you know, I, I just can't say enough. So if you want to know more about Dave, go to secc.org, um, ccb.church. He's got, he's got sermons and messages on all of those. Um, you know, come, come watch him, come, come see, find out when he's going to be talking and come, come be in his presence because he's generous with his nature. And, um, he's a great conduit for, for your own growth and development through, through, through God, through the divine. Dave, thank you so much for the dialogue and and um, i hope you'll come back on the show at some point in time but regardless know that that we adore you and we we appreciate your courage um and the path that you're walking and, and the model that you set for all of us so thank you no thanks so much for having me on tonya i really really appreciate it mm, beautiful and to all you out there as always go forth uncover your superpowers and change the world take care everyone we love you all Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.